I mean, we were we were engaged, but not married at the time. So if he didn't pass the test, <laughs> taking taking the dog and ran. Yeah, <laughs> kicked him out. <laughs> but the question is, which dog would you have taken? Oof. I I mean, I'd, I'd take both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter that Kramer was brought into the relationship. I'm taking him too. Poor Nick. Welcome dog moms and dads to our show where we discuss the everyday joys and challenges of pet parenting. I'm your host, Jen. And I'm Ashley. And this is a dog mom podcast presented by Zippy Paws. Yeah. Woo. Episode two. The puppy flu. Okay. I'm excited for this one. Actually. Are you excited? Did you get over the puppy flu? I I finally got over the puppy flu just in time to want it again. So I, when you say puppy flu, what what do you mean? So the puppy flu came around after I got Bjorn, my puppy, and you got Bernie. And we were, I don't want to say reminiscing, we were complaining to each other about the lack of sleep and the late nights. um, Early mornings, very early. Very early mornings and just, just overall fatigue. And you and I both thought maybe we were coming down with a bug. Uh, This is worth noting before coronavirus um and we realized that we were just absolutely exhausted from raising puppies so yeah we call it the puppy flu um i think mine was maybe like three months or so what about you that's about right i feel two two and a half three months and and slowly started regaining my sleep yeah this week birdie um she had an upset stomach for a few days so she's been having like loose stools and she's been waking me up every single morning at 4 30 um so it kind of <laughs> made me think back to the puppy flu times took you back yeah took me back um happily of course uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't oh i i don't look back on the puppy flu fondly yeah and she she just comes to the bed and she like whines just just ever so slightly to like wake me up um and of course my husband doesn't wake up he sleeps through the whole thing so they never do um it's i'm on my third day of um 4 30 alarm clocks so that's been fun although i guess the upside to that is that now she's letting you know when she has to go to the bathroom i felt like the first month after bringing bjorn home mm-hmm. i slept super light anticipating that he was going to have an accident but he obviously didn't know to tell me at that point yeah. so at least you can at least you can sleep soundly knowing that if she does have to go out she's gonna let you know that's true that's true because before it was i i was sleeping but i wasn't going into like deep sleep you know i was always like REM or something, you know, and then whenever she moved, I would just like pop up. So it's like that new, you know, new dog mom kind of feeling. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all moms can relate. Yeah. Human moms probably on a different level, but definitely. <laughs> I feel though, I and I mean, the the human moms out in the world definitely let us know if if I'm off on this. But I feel like 
human babies are a lot more vocal than puppies, maybe. Because I feel like when when a baby cries, all all of my good friends that have children have told me when a baby cries, they want something. They're either hungry, they have to go to mm-hmm. the bathroom, they they want to be held. And I feel like the exact opposite was the same with Bjorn. If it was silent, I was worried. When when there's that like five minutes of quiet solitude and you just slowly start to decompress, then you're like, wait a moment. You're like, why am why am I not stressed right now? Why is he yeah. not over here chewing on something, right? Yeah. What what is he doing that I can't see or hear him? Yeah, I think I think that's really um, a good observation because I feel like dogs sometimes when they're uncomfortable they don't outwardly show it too much um whereas like when you're when you birth a child you know you're obviously um more attached to it and you kind of know what they want from you and then with a dog they're just you know they don't even know what they want (laughs) half the time there's that there's a there's a language barrier with dogs for sure that's true right (laughs) mine's french so I guess Bjorn's would have to be Swedish, but yes. Do you remember bringing Bernie home? I do remember bringing home, but I think we have to go back to, um, like the decision to get Bernie. Yeah, yours was more planned than mine was. It was a little more planned, but also unplanned at the same time because, um, well, we've had Kramer's been like a just a single dog for his whole life and we've been wanting to get another dog for a while um but it wasn't really happening and we weren't like going to shelters and actively looking for a dog so we were pretty passively thinking that we should get another one and at the time it was um it was last year i was filming a a commercial i would say like a video for zippy paws and we used um a litter of six week old puppies and we were kind of like following their um their puppyhood and so we would visit this breeder out in hemet in california um i visited this uh litter when they were i think four weeks old and then five weeks old and six weeks old so we were out there every single week filming and um you know golden you know goldens are my favorite type of dog so i just i knew i had to get one so um i didn't i was gonna say how do you how do you follow around golden i I couldn't not end up with one so we were filming in the pen and they were like four or five weeks old and they were climbing all over me peeing everywhere um and then i just knew i had to take one home right um and we didn't anticipate getting our next dog from a breeder um, but it's just what happened, you know. Um, so I'm happy about it. I mean, I think it. I think it worked out beautifully, honestly, and especially bringing a puppy in for for Kramer was. I'm I'm guessing probably a little bit easier for him than a dog that had established an established personality, really. Although I will say that baby Birdie and poor adult Kramer were also. <laughs> he had some struggles there as well. He he definitely did so. Um, so the first day that uh, we brought Brady home, I was actually not home. Um, I was away on a convention. Um, you were there too. I say you were with me. Yeah, I was with you. Um, so we were allowed to bring her home when she hit eight weeks. Um, and I wasn't there that day. Um, so my husband went alone to go get her. 
um, and I was coming home in two weeks, uh, two days. So I, I'm kind of sad that I missed her first day because she like I see videos of her on her first day and she was just like she was a fearless little puppy. So she would like, um, you know, go in the yard and like walk around like she's like queen of the castle. Um, and then she was trying to like get her footing with Kramer, too, because she didn't really know, you know, where she stood with Kramer. And then Kramer really, really loved her from like the uh, day one. You can see, I'll post some videos too of like Kramer seeing Birdie for the first time, but he was so, so excited. I think the excitement wore off in the first day because <laughs> you see pictures of him the next day and he's got this stone cold look on his face. Like, he's like, oh, why? she's still here. Right. Like, she's still here. Why is she not going home? Why is she still here? Right. <laughs> So it was definitely a transition. The first day he was super excited, and then the second day he kind of um, calmed down. And then um, as she was growing up too, she was like, she was always annoying him, being the annoying little sister. And I think it took around three months for him to warm up, and now they're best friends. I feel like that's an episode of this podcast in and of itself, <laughs> right. honestly. How, how, how do you acclimate an established dog to a new dog? How do you bring a new, a new puppy home? Yeah, for sure. That's something that we can definitely talk about. But I think um, in summary, it's just having patience. Dogs really need to work out for themselves. You know, they're, and it depends on their personality too as well because Kramer is very, very passive. So he'll let Brady like walk all over him and he doesn't <laughs> mind. But, but over time, he's like gained his voice. So when she's taking like a tree or a bone from him, that he's playing with, um, he'll bark at her so so she'll know to stop and back away. So she, and like, I, think, I think that's important. Yeah, and now she's being very respectful. She'll like, she'll look at him playing with a toy, but she won't go and get it until he's finished. Yeah, I think uh, my my favorite videos of Birdie and Kramer is when she learned that she could go under him, and then jump. And just upend his entire backside. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was all the Poor time. Thing. Yeah, so Poor funny. Thing. She never did that to Bjorn. Thank goodness. Luckily, they were closer in size. Yeah. So you actually got Bjorn before I got Birdie. So tell us about that. I did. My my story is less thought out than yours. I would say. Um, my boyfriend and I knew we wanted to get a puppy. Well, let's, let's reverse that. My boyfriend wanted to get a puppy. I wanted to get an older dog solely because I wanted to avoid what I now refer to as the puppy flu. (laughs) I told myself I was not going to do a puppy again, but he had never raised a dog from puppyhood. And I will say, I think that is, that's an experience in and of itself and I wouldn't want to deprive him of that we had scoured I would say maybe for the better part of a week or so just rescueme.org different local shelters I mean any place where you could adopt a puppy we were looking um, and we came across Bjorn who had been born to a golden retriever mom and we were told was likely a German shepherd dad but we're not sure um, the mom was obviously with him and fell in love we were kind of going back and forth and the conversation kind of died a little bit 
And the next day was February 13th. And Nico asked me if I wanted the puppy <laughs> for Valentine's Day. And we decided oh, while was he was at no. work. no? Right? It was simultaneously the most romantic and looking back, the least romantic Valentine's Day I've had. Uh, we picked him up that night, the night before Valentine's Day, and it was just this mix of emotions. I hadn't had a dog since I had lost my, my heart dog, Stella. And I just remember when we finally had him, Nico looked over at me and I was holding Bjorn and just bawling hysterically. So emotional. And he goes, is this a good cry? <laughs> is this is this a bad cry? I'm not sure. It was 100% a good cry. Uh, just this little bear cub sitting in my lap, essentially. Took him home and Nico worked the next day valentine's day and i have stayed home with the puppy and why i say it was the least romantic is because i spent i spent the day cleaning up accidents on the floor right i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for anything but it it was a it was a pretty whirlwind decision that i'm not entirely sure we thought through i'll um put myself on the chopping block for that one we were living in a one bedroom apartment on the third floor of our complex at the time with our two cats and anyone who has done it and I'm sure there are plenty of people out there will commiserate with me you should not get a puppy in the third floor apartment <laughs> of an apartment complex trying to potty train a puppy and taking them out what was essentially every hour every hour and a half was just awful I feel like my leg muscles are probably better because of it but <laughs> absolute nightmare right and you're asking you know bjorn to hold it for those three flights of stairs too when he's like walking and he yeah he's booking it he's like i gotta go mom i gotta go you need to let me get down here i'm like i can't keep up with you that quickly and i feel like going down wasn't as much of the problem as coming back up was and it was also i mean for the first oh gosh i want to say maybe a month it, it might have been a little bit less than he was afraid of stairs so oh, we were, yeah we were i remember that carrying him up and down the stairs or trying to to gently teach him that stairs are okay but when a puppy has to go to the bathroom is I'm, I'm assuming is probably not the best time to gently explain to them that the stairs are fine it was all right we gotta we gotta get you down spoiler alert he's not afraid of stairs anymore <laughs> he's not afraid of anything anymore Oh, he's afraid of quite a bit, I oh, feel really? like. But he's, well, I don't know if you would say he's necessarily afraid of everything. He's more alert than yeah. than other dogs that I've had. He's very aware of his surroundings. I think that comes more and more, especially from being in quarantine for the last month or so. There are people around our house more, and I, I recognize that, that he kind of is noticing different things, but... He's not necessarily scared. He does not like garbage trucks or garbage cans. <laughs> They're pretty scary. <laughs> he, he is not a fan, but I'm so, pretty certain he's afraid of Birdie a little bit. I think he loves her, but he's got that like love fear where he's like, oh. Yeah. Have you seen her teeth? I mean, she when she bristles teeth, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I love you, but I'm scared of you. Right. But yeah, my, my, that's my story of, of getting Bjorn. It's been, it was the most exhausting time in my life, but also I think the most fruitful. I, when I had my, my first puppy, my golden Stella, 
it was, I was still living at home and had my family helping train her as well. So Bjorn was the first puppy that I really raised from puppyhood to, Mm -hmm. I mean, a year and a half, he's still a puppy, but really raised on my own. It was, it was nice for Nico and I to, to raise him as well. I think that if you are a dog lover and looking to spend the rest of your life with someone and you are, I'm going to preface this by saying you are in a financially stable situation, getting a puppy is a good indicator of what type of person somebody is because it, it puts you through a lot of different stressors. It makes you tired. It's not the equivalent of having a child, but it's a good, it gives you a good indication of the kind of person that they are. Right. And I, I didn't think I could love Nico anymore at the time that we got Bjorn and he proved to me very quickly that he is definitely the patient one in our relationship and he is definitely the sweet one in our relationship so he passed the test he 100 percent passed test i mean he's still here (laughs) that's a good sign (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely it definitely has um a lot of stress right and then you get to see your significant other how they handle stress through stressful you know environments I mean, we were we were engaged, but not married at the time. So, if he didn't pass the test, <laughs> taken taken the dog and ran. Yeah, <laughs> kicked him out. <laughs> but the question is, which dog would you have taken? Oof. I, I mean, I'd take both of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter that Kramer was brought into the relationship. I'm taking him too. Poor Nick. So how did you um, pick the name Bjorn? Bjorn was, it was a combination of my strong affinity for Scandinavian culture. I am, anybody who knows me knows that I'm absolutely obsessed with, with anything Scandinavian from interiors to, to food, to just overall culture. And I think we kind of wanted to have a name that, that brought a little bit of that in, but looking at him when he was a puppy he looked like a bear cub almost like almost to the point where he did not look like a dog and it just kind of it just kind of worked I think uh that was the front runner no matter what there was a point where we looked at calling him Vader because we're both Star Wars nerds but I think Bjorn was perfect he really he really grew into it too yeah, he he really looks like a Bjorn. So did you kind of have a few names that you picked out and then you um, you waited until he grew up a little bit to kind of see which one he fit better? Or did you on day one pick Bjorn? He was Bjorn instantly. Aww. We we knew once once we got him, he was Bjorn. I think that I don't know if see, I don't know if they grow into their names or if you just become so used to them Mm -hmm. but he definitely I feel like he grew into his name we didn't like like I was kind of suggesting before your your situation is so much more well thought out and planned than mine what are you talking about I went to go do a work uh, job (laughs) and I came home with a puppy paid an arm and a leg for (laughs) for a puppy (laughs) But I feel like, I, as a matter of fact, no, I can actually attest to this. You had a whole bunch of names and you had a whole bunch of reasons for those names. 
already planned out because we talked about this mm. when we were in what virginia that's true that's true okay but um so my situation was i i um put a deposit down for birdie when she was four weeks old or four or five weeks old so we had three weeks of you know going back to see her every single week so we kind of got to know her a little bit um i didn't I don't think we picked her until she was five weeks, six weeks old. Um, So we kind of got the feel for like the whole litter. And then once we picked, um, she was the one that we wanted. We got to see her two or three more times. Um, And I don't know. It's just we had a couple of names. I think we had a lot of names in the beginning. And then we like whittled it down. We each took turns um, deleting like two (laughs) names that we didn't want from the list. Um, and then it was down to maybe two or three. And then the the time that we went to, um, I think it was the time before we went to pick her up. It was when she was seven weeks or something. We decided on birdie. And it fits her like perfectly. 100% she's a birdie. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I can't imagine like, like now that I look back on that list, like our front runners, I can't imagine her being any of the other names <laughs> maybe because i've just called her like a thousand times that that's true i feel like i can't look back and imagine bjorn being called vader i can't i have to i'd have to look at my old notebooks i know we had other name options for him but none of them are are sticking out yeah it i think it's just i don't know i think it, you just associate the name with the dog now that you just can't really imagine them as a, somebody else, right? Being called somebody right? else. Has, has Birdie's name morphed into any nicknames? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we call her Bird Turd when she's she's bad. Uh, and she's bad a lot. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I ask because Bjorn's nicknames have just taken on a complete mind of their own. It, it started with one of the vets that we go to. The the vet tech couldn't pronounce his name. So we're in the waiting room and we just hear, Bijou? Is there a Bijou here? And we were, we were a little taken back. Like, well, that's got to be Bjorn. And I mean, to be fair, it's, it's a very foreign name. I wouldn't expect people to necessarily be able to pronounce it immediately. So we jokingly started calling him Bijou when he was having his sassy moments, which <laughs> right. morphed into Bijube. And I'm not even entirely sure how that happened. I think we were putting his his name into a song and he became Bijube. And one day I he was just being an absolute utter handful. And I told him to stop being such a Jube, <laughs> which normally wouldn't have stuck right but nico was so upset and disliked that i called him jube so much that that i feel like i call him that more than i actually call him bjorn (laughs) that's so funny but i feel like bjorn is i mean it's a foreign name but it's a pretty common foreign name like you most people would know how to pronounce it i thought so right but he his his vet clinics and grooming appointments and daycare appointments have proven me very well. <laughs> Bijou is really cute though. He's he I I feel like if there was going to be a mispronunciation of his name, that's 
that could not be more spot on because he is quite the diva. But there's an R and an N after it. Like, what are they thinking? I mean, to be fair, it was an emergency clinic at like one o'clock in the morning. So maybe the guy was tired. But I mean, it 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 gave us a lot of content. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think we definitely have a lot of nicknames. Because with um, Bird, like, there's just so many different uh, ways that you can, you know, make it funny. Like, when we when she snicks her um, snoot into things, we call it her bird beak. Um, and then <laughs> um, her paws, when she's pawing on something, we say, like, her claws. Um, and we, you know, sometimes, like, the hair um, behind her ear is, like, a little fuzzy and we call it her feathers you know it's just (laughs) it's endless you know and when she was younger she definitely left a lot of bird turds um laying around (laughs) i think one time nick actually um he had socks on and he stepped into like a puddle (gasps) in the house and that oh no good thing i never uh, never happened to me but i can just imagine the feeling it's so disgusting (laughs) gosh what would you say is the biggest misconception about bringing a puppy home I feel like there's this this large large dichotomy between fantasy versus reality and that's something that you don't necessarily see or hear a lot of people talking about especially with social media the way that it is now you've got these super cute post pictures of people with their puppies pictures that I'm guessing took tons and tons of takes because we've all tried to take pictures with puppies and it's not easy. And I think it's important for not only our followers, but anybody who who comes across this podcast to know that it's not easy. Yeah, I think for me, I just see photos of, you know, um, dogs and kids cuddling or kissing photos and things like that where the dog looks great the mom looks great i don't know how they did it because i sure didn't (laughs) take a single good photo in the first three months of birdies coming home um i was just so tired you know and i wanted to get her a potty trained right away so i knew i had to take her out every hour every hour and a half even if she didn't want to go potty i took her out um and at night it was every two hours so my husband would do like the late night shift where he would do 10 o'clock, midnight, 2 o'clock, and I would take over the early morning shifts. So 4, 6, 8. Um, and I don't know, I just like look terrible in photos because I just had bags under my eyes. I don't think I was in a photo with Bjorn until he was at least five months old. Yeah. Unless it was a really bad selfie. I took tons of pictures of Bjorn with everybody else, but I, I feel like I was just I was too busy doing other things and I don't we should share we should share our first pictures with the pups okay on our Instagram I'll probably have to dig that up but I probably had messy hair I was in pajamas um and my house is a mess right because usually if I like to take photos at home I like I like to clean my house and then you know put pillows where they're supposed to be and things like that <laughs> but when she was a puppy it was just complete chaos <laughs> Always. always and well i forgot to mention this but um the first the day after 
Brady came home, my husband's niece, nephew, and niece's um, son, we had like five or uh, we had, yeah, like five people staying at our house. You had like a full house. Yeah, we definitely had a full house. Um, They were mostly teenagers and the baby was two. So he had to actually, um, without me, drive to LAX, pick them all up with a puppy and then he had to stop along the way like two times to let her go potty. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't have kids. So, like, having a two-year-old at our house, too, you know, with a puppy and, you know, my husband has work. It was it was a mess. And I wasn't even it was there. The perfect storm. So, maybe I planned it so I wouldn't be there for the first two days. I was going to say, it sounds very <laughs> suspicious that you somehow missed all of that. Right. So two days later, I come home. She's potty trained. Just kidding. She's not potty trained. <laughs> I think uh, I think my, my defining moment was when I realized that Bjorn was not my old dog. And I say this because my last memories of having a dog, aside from her being very sick, were she was completely trained she, mm-hmm. easily the best behaved dog i've probably ever come across i'm sorry bjorn you can't listen to podcasts but if you could she's still better behaved than you are uh he'll get there he will he absolutely will but i forgot that you know he's a puppy he knows nothing and it's really really important and this would be something that i would say to somebody bringing in a puppy with either an older established dog or having had a dog in the past, they are not your old dog. And that that goes deeper than just being well-behaved. They don't have the same personality quirks. They don't have the same needs. They don't have the same the same triggers. They don't, they're not afraid of the same things. And that's something that I really struggled with, both in, in personality and also I, I lost my dog to lymphoma and spent the better part of the last year of her life during doing chemo and walking her through that process so I I'm trained in my mind when I get Bjorn to check her lymph nodes and if she if he's sick you know it's not just something casual it's the worst case scenario and that was something that I really had to put in check because Mm -hmm. when Bjorn got sick it wasn't always the worst case scenario just because it happens once or just because a situation happens with your old dog doesn't mean that it's going to happen again and that was that was when Bjorn got his nickname Bijou because we were at the emergency vet I was convinced that he had parvo Mm -hmm. and lo and behold he had a stomach bug because he was a puppy and he had worms but I think that's that's another thing I would I would put out that you have to remember that they're their own individual little being and that that changed the way that that I parented, quote unquote, Bjorn as <laughs> mm-hmm. well. I I had to remind myself that that he wasn't Stella and he was experiencing things for the first time and he needed the same opportunities that I had given that I had given my last one. Yeah, we were just talking about it earlier this week about um, how we differ in taking our dogs to the vets and (laughs) this actually is making a lot of sense because you did deal with a lot of um, sickness with your old dog so you would be more inclined to um when whenever Bjorn isn't feeling well you would rush him to the vet um to see what was going on because of your prior experience Mm 
my old yeah. dog was he died when he was 13 but he was a tank i mean he 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 was <laughs> he was um bit by rattlesnakes twice and he had to have the um what is it called venom um, the anti-venom yeah that injected into him twice and he had a massive tumor on his side that he carried for like two years so i mean nothing nothing really could bother him so i had that mentality and you of course had stella so we definitely treat our dogs now a little bit differently because of that yeah it's crazy how that comes into play and i just i have to explain it obviously not to you but to some people because i'm just seemingly that neurotic dog mom and the the go-to that everybody says is that it's not going to be that bad or it it's that's the worst case scenario it's not something you're going to have to deal with and I remember with Stella she had a teeny tiny little almost pea-sized bump on her back leg and I wanted to take her into the vet I was stressed out I was worried because obviously I'm on Google trying to search all these symptoms and I just remember everybody telling me it's nothing don't worry Google always stresses people out and lo and behold she had cancer and I think that that's something that I need to make sure I'm cognizant of and eventually to kind of get over that hump but to your point it definitely shapes how how I parent Bjorn for sure yeah and I always tell you like you do you you know I I laugh at you of course (laughs) (laughs) oh Brady just came to visit us so if you hear a lot of snorting that's what it is hi Brady I love it she's saying hi to everybody she wants my blanket um what was I saying yeah and I always tell you you should just do you because you know your dog the best you know how he acts if he's acting differently then there's something wrong right yeah and I think that goes to everybody listening as well you know your dog the best you spend the most amount of time with them at the end of the day it is better to take them to the vet if you feel uncomfortable call the vet call a friend there's never there's not going to be a veterinarian out there that says oh this is nothing but you are dumb for bringing them in right so I would I would always say err on the side of caution if somebody thinks you're a neurotic dog mom just tell them thank you and go on your merry way yeah and I want to also talk about this too like find just like with uh, with yourself right find a doctor who knows you who get you get along with right find a vet that works with you right who understands you understands your dog we we went through i think um like three or four vets in my area um when when kramer moved here so it was maybe like three four years ago and each vet kind of just didn't vibe with us so we we kept looking for new vets until we found um our awesome dr park and he will always tell it to us straight and um whenever he thinks that we don't need um like uh, a checkup or an x-ray or something he would just tell us so that also gives me peace of mind because if i bring kramer birdie to dr park and he tells me that you know you need to look into this more i would definitely spend the money to look into it exactly and and having a vet that that knows your dogs and knows how you function right i think maybe a, a vet that resonates with you might not necessarily be the same vet that's going to resonate with me i'm very lucky i still take bjorn to 
the same vet that Stella went to, Dr. May, um, and just absolutely love her. But she also went through the the cancer with my former dog. So she knows that when I'm, when I'm in there, I'm going to have a lot of questions. She's always super patient. She never rushes me. And she really walks me through all of the concerns that I have. And I think that's important too. If you're one of those people that doesn't need constant reassurance and can just get in and out, find a vet that is not going to constantly take up your time. But on the flip side of that, it's also okay if you have questions to find a vet that will take their time with you. And I would say, especially as a first-time puppy owner, that's one of the most important things. Yeah, for sure. I know. I feel like I never, I don't have like a hairstylist or I don't always go to the same person for anything, but we always go to Dr. Park because if he's not working that day or he's too busy, we just come back the next day. <laughs> just, yeah. I, yeah, We're loyal I fans. Like- so please our, never retire. Our vet and my nail guy are the only people that I consistently go to. Both my dogs are in the room with me right now. Oh, I have I all wish, of my animals kicked out. I wish we had video. Soon. Soon. After quarantine. Soon, soon. Yes. Okay. So uh, I feel like we've gone through a lot of the trials and the tribulations and the bad sides of having a puppy. Well, I wouldn't say bad, but the realistic sides of having a puppy, right? Yeah. What are some of your favorite memories with Birdie as a puppy? Oh, my gosh. I just think Birdie's just, like, such a funny dog. Her mannerisms um, and the way she acts are just hilarious. Like, she would be upside down and her little snaggle tooth should look, look like a little land shark, you know? And she still does this to this day, but she loves to chomp on things. Um, it's just, she just makes me laugh all the time, every single day. So I, I remember, I remember being mad at her. I remember, you know, trying to discipline her and all that. But I still remember all the times that she makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> and we have like a little bar cart at our house. Um, so when she first came home, she could go under like the first run. Um, like the first level and then as she got bigger she could get through between the first and the second levels and you know now she can't fit in there at all so it's funny that we still have that and we just I just can't imagine she being so small that she could fit under it's like I think four inches tall I, I don't know oh my gosh does she oh, still try to fit under it though no because she Jordan still tries to fit under things that he used to fit under and it's almost comical and you're just you're not gonna make it buddy I'm sorry there's there's nothing I can do to help you fit under the sofa anymore yeah I think she tried a little bit um but now she doesn't even try but maybe sometimes she'll put her head under the couch because her head still fits but it just comes up to her shoulder you know she's got broad shoulders now oh it's crazy to think they've they've grown up so much I look back probably too much on when Bjorn was a puppy and seeing him almost the size of my cats is crazy and seeing the pure fascination with them and just I I took him everywhere he was my partner in crime almost instantly he came to work with me every day every single day Yeah. yeah he was he was potty trained at the zippy paws offices he's been going to Target and Nordstrom since he was three and a half four months old 
I think uh, one of my favorite memories is my boyfriend is a musician and we took him backstage at one of his shows. He's been backstage at multiple venues in Southern California and he had his special little dog ear earmuffs on so that it didn't hurt his ears. I've never seen went. that. Have you shown me well, a picture? Sh- I think I have. I, I know he's probably got one on his abandoned Instagram account. That was back when we were trying to train him to be a service dog to help me recognize asthma attacks. Another mm-hmm. spoil alert. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely did not happen. But yeah, we had giant. I think the picture that we have that I can see in my brain, we had giant earphones on him that were actually made for for children, for infants that are either at shows or or on airplanes. But I had to sit there and hold it, and he sat there and watched his dad drum. Oh, how cute. Probably one of my favorite memories, yeah. Yeah, I think we should, we should talk about that, too, the different levels of service dogs, ESA, therapy dogs. Um, there's a lot of difference in that, so. Yeah, I think I think that's important. Both you and I have registered emotional support animals, mm-hmm. but I think it is definitely worth noting that as an emotional support animal, they are not service animals. Right. That is definitely, definitely something worth pointing out, right? There's there's a stark difference between the the jobs and duties between each. I think it's definitely a good a good one to look yeah, into for topic. a future episode. I'm just looking at old photos on my phone right now and she has the cutest jammies. Oh, same. Oh my gosh. Well, Bjorn doesn't have cute jammies, but <laughs> I think Brady really loved um, wearing clothes, so we always you buy a lot of terrible clothes. Mm-hmm. Is that I I bought Birdie a dress, and I don't think I bought Bjorn something <gasps> to wear until so much longer. Uh, yeah, we were we were at um, at a show in uh, Virginia when um, the Birdie came home, and then <laughs> on the last day, Ashley. Uh, bought Brady a dress. I think it was like like five bucks or ten bucks or something like that. They were on sale and it's like the cutest thing I have to show. <laughs> I have to post pictures um, on our Instagram later. But it ha- it's like pink with this polka dot um, dress and then I have a video of her like strutting down and looking back like she's in a fashion oh, she's show. She's so cute. She's oh you know what you I did? actually I yeah take, you brought I take the, it back. the raincoat or no the Bjorn has a trench coat the trench, coat. trench coat yeah but it was like it was too big and it's funny because it's still almost too big for him he didn't grow as large as we thought he was going to so I bought a trench coat that was just <laughs> perfect but it was massively massively oversized can so. you imagine him okay. like going to a show with that well he did have he did have a battle vest he had a a denim battle vest with patches on it that he that he wore to shows he's quite the little rock and roller (laughs) oh gosh i'm just looking at pictures to like help me think of memories because you know you think of like so many happy moments with your dog but you can't really think of like a specific memory i do love when bjorn met kramer for the first time Oh, yeah, we got a picture of that, huh? We do have a picture of that. And he was just so enamored with Kramer from the very beginning. He, yeah, he really, you could really tell that he looked up to Kramer. 
I think also at the time he Kramer was really floofy, so he looked a lot bigger than he was. Oh yeah, and Kramer was just so sweet with Bjorn too. He would watch him no matter what he did, and then Bjorn would in turn do absolutely everything that Kramer did. <laughs> if Kramer sat, Bjorn would sit. If he laid down, Bjorn would lay down. If he got up to look at something, Bjorn would want to go follow him. It was very sweet. Yeah, it was so cute. I think I think Bjorn, uh, Kramer really thought of Bjorn as kind of like uh, my little sister's friend, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> oh, I thought God. I thought my sister was annoying. Her friend is even worse. No, he's probably like you're much better than my sister. <laughs> I feel like we need to post like a bunch of photos this time. Yeah, we'll have to share. Maybe we make it a blog post. Yeah, share some good. of our favorite memories with our pups. Oh no, it's giving me puppy fever. Uh oh. Do you think you're gonna get another dog? Should we talk about that? Are you baiting me? Mm-hmm. Is that what's going on? I'm I'm you know, I just I'm just opening it up if you wanna discuss your future dog. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess. No, I'm only kidding. We have actually already committed to adopting another dog. She is not a puppy. She is about Bjorn's age. She, they're calling her a shepherd Basenji mix, but not entirely sure exactly what she is. The fun part about that is we have not gotten her yet. She is coming from Moscow, Russia. She is a rescue story from from Russia. They have a shelter in Moscow that has... I believe over 1,500 dogs, and is this a long story that I will not get into yet until I, I have her with me, but by chance, we we were put in touch with a rescue that pulls the more socialized dogs out of the shelter and helps them find homes, and so we've been getting pictures and videos. We agreed to adopt her two days before the COVID restrictions got put in place. So we are patiently waiting for the airports and everything essentially to open up. Moscow is completely closed, but hopefully, hopefully Bjorn will have a little sister maybe the end of May. That's so exciting. Can't wait. It, it, it is. It's going to be lots of emotions and lots of tears at LAX when we pick her up, but we do know that she's... An absolute sweetheart. She loves other dogs. She loves other cats. I think once we get her, we can kind of go more into detail about the entire process because it's still it's a learning experience for me too. But they they seem to be doing a really really great job over in Russia with their their rescue dogs. So that's awesome. How do you yeah. think Bjorn's gonna feel when um, he sees her? <sighs> I, you know, the amount of videos that I have watched on integrating two dogs is very, is insane. But I, you can speak to this as well. He's an absolute sweetheart. He loves every single dog, probably more than most people. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to love her. I want him to love her, but we've been in close communication with our vet in how that's going to work out obviously coming from another country it's not a situation where we can take them to a 
a shelter and see if they're going to interact and how they're going to get along. So we have a lot of different backup plans in place. Uh, I know somebody that will take her in the very off chance that Bjorn doesn't fall in love with her, but I'm hoping he has a brief moment of, oh crap, I'm not the only child anymore, mm-hmm. and then just gets over it. Yeah, because he's a big mama's boy. So how's he going to feel when he has to share mama's love and attention? I'm sure he'll be he, fine. He's such a sweetheart. I, I struggled with that, though. It was something that I personally worried about, thinking, oh, it's going to break Bjorn's heart. But Bjorn has had such a fantastic life. I mean, from the minute that we got him, he's spoiled rotten. He... His mom works at a dog toy company. Mm -hmm. It's like a a child's mom working at Toys R Us. I think that that can't be the only reason for not adopting another dog. So I don't want to be the person that says he's just going to have to get over it because that's a very dangerous mentality to have. But if it's solely because he doesn't want to share mom, he's going to have to get over that part. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say it, but I will. He's going to have to learn to share. And speaking of... um, you know, our dogs, their moms work at a dog toy company. Um, on our walk yesterday, Brady found a stone, like a rock, and she brought it home. And now that's all she wants to play with. She just wants to play with this rock. I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like I have hundreds of dog toys at home, <laughs> and she just doesn't care about any of them anymore. I was going to make a really rude comment about what does that say about your toys, but <laughs> right? I'll, I'll refrain. I'll refrain. Should I just sell like three pack rocks? Is, is that Should that be like the, the hot new item for fall this year? I feel like, I feel like there's a conversation to be had there. Maybe we need to make some rock toys and some stick toys. Some sticks. I'll go, I'll go out and collect six sticks and package them. <laughs> sell it rocks too and my dogs we love pine cones so two pack pine cones would anybody buy that 5.99 I, f- <laughs> I feel like that's it's a it's a larger blow to your ego because you don't have cats and i would argue that any cat moms out there can relate to this cats are the absolute worst when it comes to buying them toys i do not buy my cats toys anymore they do play with zippy burrows occasionally but I would spend tons of money on these cute little cat toys and they want to play with boxes Mm -hmm. or a piece of lint or a shoelace. So I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like I I understand Birdie's infatuation with rocks probably a little bit more. I wouldn't take it too personally. Because usually she has like a bird brain where um, (laughs) her attention span is very, very short. Right. So she'll like play with one thing and then she'll be like, oh, my foot. Let me chew on my foot a little bit. And then, oh, um, let me just roll over and fall over and things like that. But she's like infatuated with this rock. So I just maybe I should research this rock and see, you know, why dogs love it and how to like put it in a toy. Right. If it makes you feel any better, Bjorn still has the first toy that you ever gave him. Was do, you, the, do you remember what it was? Oof. It was a firehose crayon. It was. In the yellow, yellow. And, yes. <laughs> and I cannot, I've tried to recycle that crayon and he's pulled it out of the trash. Is it frayed? It's, just... it's very, very, very lightly frayed. I mean, don't, 
don't get me wrong he has the complete ability to absolutely annihilate the toy he just hasn't mm. this yeah. the squeaker doesn't work anymore and I've I've tried to I've tried to monitor it as best I can it gets washed and it, it's it's held up but he just loves that crayon that's so funny I think that's his, that's his yeah go-to. I think all dogs have like um a toy maybe not from puppyhood but from uh, many many years ago that they never let you throw away Right, like you just can't throw it away because it's your absolute favorite. It's probably been through the wash so many times. It's stringy, it's dirty, it's stinky, but you just can't throw it away. <laughs> oh. oh, those puppies! I'm curious to know what our followers what what toy does your puppy just love to death, or or dog? What toy can your dog just not let go? Yeah, hopefully let it's not a rock. Uh- <laughs> right like on our on our website we have pictures of our dogs and their favorite toy i'm just gonna change birdies to some rock from my neighborhood because she obviously doesn't like zippy paws anymore i mean we could just stamp zp on it i'm I'm just so heartbroken that she loves this <laughs> rock that her dad gave her on a walk than all of the toys that i've brought home for her to play i'm so mad <laughs> Oh gosh. oh gosh so let us know um on our facebook or instagram and if you want to hear us talk about another topic that you're interested in um let us know as well absolutely as always thanks for listening we hope to catch you guys next time and if you want to boop that follow button you can find us on instagram and twitter at dog mom podcast and our website at www.zippypaws.com backslash dog mom podcast all right see you next week Bye, guys. Bye, guys.